Hi everyone, welcome to the Useless Doctors Book Club. I'm Sarah. I'm Harshini. And I'm Pooja. And in this episode, we are talking about The Midnight Library by Matt Haig, which was a Goodreads Choice 2020 winner. Uh, so let's see if we agree with Goodreads. Harjini, do you want to give us the summary, spoiler-free summary of this book? Yep. So uh, when I read the summary, I did not realize, but Goodreads does tell us that basically this is a book about a library that exists between life and death. Um, and this is like an endless library with many, many books. Um, and we are following our main character, Nora Seed, who enters this library and basically realizes that each book, when she like kind of opens and reads it, she gets pulled into a different possible life that she could have. Um, so the point is that you can kind of see if you had made other choices, things had gone differently, um, like what your life would be like, and, and maybe does that tell you something about your regrets and things like that. So very interesting concept. I think that's pretty much all I can say, but also, yeah, it's like from that summary, you can tell that there's just a lot of different like possible stories going on. So I will pass it on to Pooja to give her spoiler-free review. Okay, so I, okay, first of all, I'll say I enjoyed this book. I enjoyed this book. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking so much. I enjoyed this book. I gave it four stars. Um, I thought it was a solid read. I read it quickly. It was very easy to read, you know, like, it gave me a little bit of Bear Town vibes, which is a book that we also read for this podcast last season. Um, the thing is, I gave instead of giving it five stars, I gave it four stars. And I think there's like a very particular reason for this, which it often is. Um, but I personally think, and we'll get into this in the spoiler section, but I personally think it's a little bit preachy and a little bit repetitive, um, which I didn't really like. It was very in your face it wasn't subtle at all and it wasn't and it wasn't really I felt like because it wasn't really being subtle and it was very in your face and very you know preachy and repetitive it was slightly like it was not tasteful it wasn't done in a tasteful way per se or it was a little little condescending a little you know wrapping everything up really nicely in a way that is unrealistic but like not in a fun way, if that makes sense. I'm being very vague, but we'll talk about it in the spoiler section. But like, yeah, that was that was the main reason why I give it four instead of five stars. But overall, very simple read, I think. Really quick, very nice. Like it, it had a very strong start, I think. It's, you know, it's funny in places. Um, but yeah, that was that I would recommend this book. I think it's you know given what I said about it I would it's like will I would recommend it to a wide audience I think no one would necessarily have an issue with this book per se um but I think it could be better there are lots of things I would change about it <laughs> we'll discuss them <laughs> um all right 
Sarah, you recommended this book. What did you give it? What was your review? I just want to say, I feel like every book that I'm recommending, you're like, it would be five stars, but there's this little thing that I don't like, so it's four stars. I feel it's not fair. You give our Sheenie books five stars and you give mine all four. Sarah, this entire podcast, when have you ever given a book that I recommended five stars? Well, you just don't give good books. No, then I could say the same thing for you also. Okay, but Arshini doesn't get five stars from me either. <laughs> Listen. I, think, I honestly don't remember my review. I don't really remember which books. If you did, I don't even know if maybe you did give me five stars. I don't remember. Okay, wait, I'll find, I'm pretty sure I gave several books that you recommended five stars i feel like i've been very generous with my five stars just that's true out of everyone here you're the most generous see see let me think did i give are we just wasting time now no. <laughs> all right yeah, sorry fine. continue with your yeah. continue with your review so I would also rate the book four stars pretty much exactly what Pooja said uh, it was a solid, quick read, um, easy to get through, but yeah, it's a little like you're reading a self-help book that you didn't ask for, like super, this is how you should live your life, and this is what you're doing wrong, and this is how you live life better, uh, and it kind of, like, if it didn't have that, it would be a five-star book. But because I didn't ask for a self-help book, it kind of annoyed me every time. And I just skimmed. Like, there's so much philosophy. I hate philosophy. There's so much philosophy in this book that I just skimmed all those sections. And you know what? I still understood what was happening in the book. So clearly, those sections were really not that important. Um yeah I don't know I thought it was a cool concept a good book just like I don't understand why there's so much preaching self-help vibes in this book when the review had nothing about that like if I knew this book was well I probably still would have said we should read it for the podcast but like I don't know I would at least like to be prepared that I'm gonna I'm gonna learn how to live my life right now um yeah I don't really have I feel like this book doesn't there's not a lot of discussion about it it was good it was preachy that, that's that but maybe maybe you got something more Hashim but I guess I would recommend it as well to most people I feel like most people would generally enjoy it uh yeah Hashimi what did you think about this book yeah so I feel like I had pretty much the same thoughts that you did but you both did but I knocked it down a little more for that I gave it three stars um yeah I feel like I also like I this book was like on my list to read I honestly did not know it won this like Goodreads Choice Award but like it got this award for like fiction such a broad category and I was like why <laughs> like, I think the concept if you just like listed out like a bunch of books and like their concepts and you know summaries like yeah this is a really interesting one but I feel like I didn't even like have to read the book to get it you know so I feel like that definitely was not 
as fun for me and I I don't know I guess like maybe it was the way that it was like written I also didn't really feel like Nora was like someone that I was like yes girl like I'm rooting for you kind of thing I don't know I think um like yeah in general I was like the message of the book I get it and similar to what you were saying, Sarah, like, I don't want, and, and Pooja, like, it, it doesn't have to be so obvious and in your face. Um, and I think that's why I was kind of just, like, really put off by it. But also, I think where I, I don't know, I, I think I ended up reading the, like, second half of the book more quickly, right on the plane. But I think the first half, like once you got into the Midnight Library part, um, I was like not super into it. And I think it was because it's like jumping around these different stories and stuff. And I realized that's actually not that interesting to read unless you know the character a little bit better, maybe. I don't know. I'm like, I would like to see this for myself, but like this girl, I don't really care what other lives she could have lived. Um, but yeah, I guess I would like would always want to be famous and stuff. So it's like, all right, <laughs> cool. That's the story. But yeah, I, I feel like I didn't enjoy reading the book as much, but I think it was still like good for the reasons that you gave and in general, like I think it's, you know, a decent book but I, I don't think like <laughs> I think I would like not recommend it just to give you listeners out there like two out of three people recommend this kind of vibe because I, I think there are just better books out there and that's more of the reason why I would not recommend it I do think it would appeal to a wide audience like you both said but I know, I feel like a lot of people <laughs> don't read that many books. So if you're going to choose one book as your book to read over the next, I don't know, month or whatever, like I would not say spend your time on this one. Although, I, you know, you probably will get through it fairly quickly. It's pretty short. But yeah. Nice. I love how you said, if you had to read one book, <laughs> don't choose this one. <laughs> Like, choose any other book other than this one. Um, that's you know, I, I feel like it's it is a three like you know average rating is pretty good. No, like yeah, you you would want to like if you were to recommend a book, you would want to recommend something that you give five stars. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. let's do five. Also, yeah, I feel like I generally wouldn't really recommend books that I give three stars to, which is probably why. But four stars, you know, solid. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Before we get into the spoiler section, I had a thought. So I mentioned how I kind of got Beartown vibes from this book. Do you guys feel like there was either Beartown or maybe another book that we read on this podcast that fits this vibe that you would want to like liken it to? Yeah, you know, I once you said it was kind of like Beartown, I was, I agree, but I have no idea why. Like, yeah, because the plot is very different. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like a, it's not, it, at least in my opinion, it wasn't like a, that much of a slow burn like Town was. I just, I don't know why, just the vibes are the same. Yeah, I think it's because there's a lot of discussion of like life and like regrets and like living a different life or like living 
life a certain way or whatever it is. I think it's just the discussions of life and death. Even though Beartown doesn't necessarily deal with death, but it deals a, like there the way that the author kind of talks about things. It's like very much like trying to get you to think a certain. The thing is, I prefer like I gave Beartown five stars. I think it's a really fantastic book, but I didn't. I did. I felt like Beartown did it better because it was less preachy. I didn't feel like Beartown was preaching me to tell me how to live, whereas I feel like this one was kind of doing that, but. I think it's just like that discussion of life and death and like regrets in life and like doing what would happen if something happened differently, that sort of stuff. I think maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah. I think you're probably right. Were there any other books on this podcast that you think were similar, that were like of the same vibe? You know, I got a really bad memory. So. <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't said Baritone, I literally would forget it existed. <laughs> I'm scrolling through the books we read because it's also hard for me to remember <laughs> books that I read for the podcast versus otherwise but I you know I don't really think so like even yeah like I think the differences between Baritown and this book are like like more kind of like at the forefront of my mind like I, I feel like the vibes are similar like you said but I wouldn't really like automatically compare the two but yeah I think this book is fairly different in like general style from what we've read like I think we've read a lot of weird books but not as much like a different story every chapter kind of thing um so yeah I think it's fairly different next any other kind of spoiler free thoughts before we head into the spoiler section cool all right so if you are a new listener here welcome you will know that now we are shifting into our spoiler section of the podcast so if you are interested if what we talked about was interesting to you and you are interested in reading this book please pause the podcast go read the book and then come back and listen to our thoughts if you have no interest whatsoever in reading this book feel free to continue listening so let's start off with spoiling the entire book <laughs> and everything that happens into it um harshini i'm gonna ask you to spoil the entire book <laughs> no okay <laughs> like really what what are the spoilers and also like i feel like i read this book only two days ago but i've already forgotten so many things but i would say essentially what happened is um yeah, basically Nora is trying to go through the different things that she could have been. And I, I think um, some of like the main threads going on through um, these stories are, I believe her mom died recently or is her mom dead? I don't know. I know her dad is definitely dead in, in present. Yeah, day. her dad died. I think her mom, her mom passed, but I think she yeah yeah she she, she died recently yeah well more recently than her dad did yeah she was sick okay yeah all the different stories make it confusing but yeah there's definitely stuff about you know both her parents like in different storylines being alive and kind of the joy that she feels when she's like wow like they are um you know with me and like this obviously is 
well, she has a good, I think had a good relationship with both of them. So she is definitely like happy for those reasons in those lives. But basically in, in all the lives, there's something that is unsatisfying. And um, her guide through this whole process is Mrs. Elm, who was her teacher when she was younger, who, or librarian, or I don't know, some person um, librarian yeah librarian that would make more sense and yeah she like really comforted um Nora when her dad passed away so that was like a central like person that you know she not that she keeps in touch with her really but like she's kind of her guide in this library the librarian um who explains this whole process to her and yeah she goes through kind of like being like you know, really good at, like, she used to be really good at swimming, and if she, like, kind of kept that up and went to the Olympics, that was the storyline, and, like, her dad was, you know, always, like, that was kind of his dream, um, the different lives really, like, got to, like, some of the different dreams that people other than her had, um, were important to her, her brother, um, really wanted to see their, like, band succeed, and she was, singer in this band so she like experienced a life of being super famous um but her brother was not alive in that storyline um so yeah there's like it's hard to spoil because there's like a lot of different things that happen um but essentially like mrs elm tells her once you choose a life that is like the life you really like like you kind of stay in that life like you can will yourself to go out of life and like close the book almost um and go back to the library but if you want you can kind of stay there forever um I forget how exactly how this happens but I don't think she's actually able to do this she ends up finding a life that she stays in a lot longer where she's married to this guy who like asks her out on a date and it's like kind of like a random guy she meets who she thinks is cute at this like coffee shop but like that ends up being this like amazing life where she has a daughter and she like starts to get really close to her daughter and everything um but then I think basically she finds out that she can't actually stay in that life um obviously it's kind of like this fabrication but that makes her kind of go back like she's finally worked through all of these regrets that she's had in life and um I don't think we mentioned this at the beginning of the book the reason why she's at the library is because she is suicidal and she doesn't really feel like there is a reason for her to continue living. She doesn't have like those people that she's super close to anymore. And so this whole experience brings that back to her and like makes her realize the important people in her life and appreciate everything more. So that's kind of like the overall idea of this book. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Did I miss anything, Pooja or Sarah? I feel like you got the gist of it. Yeah, I think I think that covers it. I think the only thing was the fact, like the intricate details of every single life. I think the other thing is that, um, yeah, basically at the end, she ends up going back to the life that she originally had because in fact, that is the best life for her. Quotes, best life for her. Um, so the thing that she's been looking for has been there all the whole time. <laughs> so predictable. I was like, 
when I first like got the concept and it was like oh which life is the best life I was like literally eye roll it's gonna be her current life ha 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 yeah so self-helpy yeah yeah (laughs) literally I was like yeah okay I have a qualm I need to discuss this qualm um and before you get to that qualm like I just want to verify because I think both of you got this idea but I was unsure like I thought it wasn't that she actively chose that life but like she did she wasn't able to continue on in her I know sorry go ahead Sarah (laughs) okay basically my understanding was that every time she felt like dissatisfaction or like found something wrong with her current life then she would everything would disappear and then she would go so it was like even in the basically in the life with ash and the daughter she was like she liked it but there was like something she was dissatisfied with it or something because it wasn't a choice that she made it was the fact that she was inhabiting a life that was already in existence or something like that and so she because she was like I didn't make this life I just kind of got here she was dissatisfied with it which is why it ended up going and she couldn't stay in it okay okay. yeah but yeah that that is that okay here's my qualm and I actually kind of like also looked through a few reviews on Goodreads because I was like am I am I overreacting here or is this just kind of like a thing so I personally felt like this author oversimplified suicidal thoughts, like really fucking oversimplified it, like to the point where like it seemed like this is a, <laughs> like just, you know, read a couple like in this experiences library and then all of a sudden like, yeah, she's no longer feeling this way and she's like you know satisfied with her life and like knows everything bad it's like reverse you know the movie it's a wonderful life it's like reverse it's a wonderful life basically but it's like I don't know like I just feel like it's that was the thing that I was referring to as distasteful because I was like this is kind of by oversimplifying this like you're just I don't know how to explain this but like I it just felt wrong it felt it felt weird it just felt like um not nice I don't I want to say this in a more elegant way, but I can't think of it right now. But like, that's, I just felt like it was weird and it bothered me because I just felt like it was distasteful. I don't know. Do you guys feel that way or? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess it was like, she had, I mean, she's been having suicidal thoughts her whole life and then she learned not to please people and then bam, she's not suicidal anymore. (laughs) So I guess, yeah, it is a little unrealistic about, suicidal thoughts um especially considering the fact that she was saying uh like she had depressive and suicidal thoughts her whole life and most of the timelines had depressive and suicidal thoughts and then just the realization that she shouldn't please people all of a sudden made her not suicidal yeah, I guess it. I didn't. I didn't realize that, but yeah, it is a bit of an oversimplification. Yeah, definitely. Like I feel like in the beginning, it was. I don't know. I I think it was like I was a little less like put off by it, but I think like just reflecting on the whole book, 
um yeah it, it doesn't really like make sense that this is the way she worked through that particular problem like if this was just a person who was like never happy like always like judging themselves against other people kind of vibe like that is more I think what she has worked through or like you know she's just like dissatisfied with how her life has gone and she's like oh wow look at this movie star look at this other person who has both their parents like but it wasn't really that it was like more I think related to grief and other things um that honestly we didn't even like explore that much um and I feel like that's the yeah I feel like if if I were to change this book the big thing I would probably do is instead of honestly I felt like some of the beginning like I was surprised that it, it was a little longer than I expected for just like you know the whole point of this book is this midnight library thing but I think that part actually should have been longer and honestly like it didn't even have to be like the the midnight library didn't have to be the like main main point of the book um because I feel like the way it was you know like set up it was just like obviously this is going to be the like huge majority of the book but yeah if we just like got to know Nora better got to understand like how she got to this place and then had a storyline that fit with that that would have all made much more sense yeah I agree I really I think one of the other things that kind of like bothered me was the fact that we saw Nora's life before the Midnight Library so quickly that you never really actually got attached to her like you never really got a sense of who she was as a person you had like saw glimpses into her life but like never really like like obviously we get a sense of those things through her living alternative versions of her life like you get like her relationship with her dad her relationship with her brother like her you know thing about music that like she felt like she did why didn't she pursue this or whatever so it's just kind of like you get those senses through those experiences but if we saw a little bit more of that in the beginning we would feel more connected to her which leads me to the second point which is I feel like I never actually understood Nora as a character because we saw her in so many different versions of herself that you never really understood her like true self per se true self is in quotes for our listeners <laughs> so it's just kind of like if you don't really feel that attached to your main character how can you root for them or like how can you like really follow them or like you know th the entire book so um, I don't know what do you guys think yeah I think um Harshini mentioned this a bit in her review too it was like I it was hard to like root for her because I feel like I was just watching something happen and it wasn't like I yeah I don't know how to describe it it just wasn't like I was super invested in what she was like she was gonna pick I don't know why I don't I mean I don't know anything about writing I don't know how to make it more invested I guess like Harshini was saying like a bit more background about her and like most of it was like everything went wrong in my life I'm unhappy uh and then let's try different lives it wasn't more like I guess basis behind why she was unhappy and what she wanted differently and maybe more background on that would be like I don't know help you understand where she's coming from and like root for her to I don't know <laughs> not have that situation anymore but 
I think just the jumping from one life to another is like, for me, yeah, I guess like you said, there's no depth to it. Like you, you, yeah, you realize she didn't want to be like some athlete because I don't even know why she didn't want the attention or whatever. But it's like, it was like not a super, it, I don't know. You just, it was too much jumping around. You didn't get like a one-on-one except for when she was speaking with Miss Elm, which is like only philosophy that I glossed over. I just have to say, sorry, Harshini. Sorry, Sarah, for cutting you off for a sec. Miss Elm, like she's great, but she's so boring. Like she's so dull. <laughs> Librarians don't have to be boring, okay? That's a stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess she could have had a little bit more dimension to her because it was just like, uh, go to the next life and then this is how you should live life. And then I don't know. <laughs> That's really it. Yeah, I feel like she was the only other like consistent character obviously like we knew like the people in Nora's life but you know not that we got that much from them so yeah it was because like when you think about the characters in this book you're just like there's Nora <laughs> and there's like all these like not even side characters they're like barely characters you know they're just kind of like almost like figments of her imagination and like I don't know it's just not as complex enough and I feel like yeah the other thing with Miss Elm is like yeah it's like you know when you're in like honestly no even like when she was younger I was like gonna say you know you don't have like a super close relationship or like she's just kind of there like you don't really get to know personalities of like adults that you talk to when you're younger but obviously they had that like closer bond and yeah there literally could have been a lot more now that she's I forget her exact age but like late 20s 30s something like that and yeah I I think I just like was scrolling through reviews too and I was like this book like she literally could have been 15 like she could have been any age it didn't even feel like she had that maturity kind of like life experience that like you know it just like comes through in the character a lot of times but like yeah this is not that different than other books that we read with like younger characters which is I don't know also not as fun to read since we are adults and we don't have like we have more complex yeah I think they they made like the author made her 35 but I think in her case it's slightly like having like a midlife crisis except you're not at your midlife when you're 35 but I think what it is is an age that you feel like you have a lot of you might have a lot of regrets depending on how your life goes and you would like actually want to like actively like I feel like people in their 20s obviously have regrets but like you still are in a position where you can like change those things or like actively work towards a different goal. Like you're not, if you're 25 and you're like, oh, I have a lot of regrets that I didn't do this or I didn't do that. You still have, you seemingly have time to make changes in your life. And like, if you are in one career, you can switch careers and you're still young enough for that to be okay. Whereas like, people in their 30s or maybe their 40s who want to switch careers it's harder it's not impossible obviously but it's harder or it's like requires more effort maybe or like more thought behind it to do that because there are like more things riding on it I guess 
than if you were in your 20s. So I think the age maybe makes sense. But like, I do agree with the sense that like, I don't think Nora nearly seemed like someone with the maturity of a 35 year old, at least what I would expect a 35 year old to act like. I think she was kind of like, wishy-washy I don't know I just didn't really like relate to Nora like I was just like she's kind of weird and like not in an interesting way and then I I just didn't want to like I didn't really care to root for her I was like I don't know she can pick whatever I don't really care but that was that yeah um I had a question so I don't know maybe I understood this wrong but I feel like when Nora was talking to that other guy that was going through the same thing as her. I forgot his name, like Rory or something. Uh, I thought it was Hugo. Oh, it is Hugo. <laughs> oh, it is Hugo. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, it was like Rory is totally. <laughs> I don't know where I came up with Rory. Um, <laughs> uh, he was saying that it's like all a part of your mind, or something like, uh. He was because for him, it's not Miss Alam, it's his dead uncle, and who's like giving him movies. And so I was like, Oh, they're like in this in between state, and it's like subconscious, it's not real. But then she, she knows, like, when she wakes up, she knows all these things. Like, Ewan is the perfect man for her brother, and that this thing in the glaciers actually exists. So I'm so confused if it's me- why are you laughing, Pooch? Did you say Ewan? What is his name? Ewan. <laughs> Listen, I never came across that name before. I don't know how you say what? it. <laughs> I was like, is this like a robot? Like I thought you even said like E1, like E1. And I was like, what the fuck is E1? I never, I never knew how you pronounce that name. Dude, that's fine. If you've never come across it, that's fine. I just thought it was funny that the way I heard it, I was like, E1? E1 ends up with her brother? And then I realized it was, okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so do you guys think it's subconscious or like it's actually she traveled to this other universe and traded places with what would be her? You know, I'm getting more and more convinced of this multiverse stuff. They they bring in quantum physics. And I'm like, I don't know how that works. But you know what? They talk about it in the Marvel movies. They talk about it in so many things. So <laughs> I think it's real. <laughs> I actually don't know. But um, I would think like that part definitely reminds me of like, uh, wish you were here. And just like the like, I forget what it was called, like the dreaming I know it was lucid dreaming in a different book I read, but like, yeah, basically you're like in this, you're dreaming, but like it can be based off of things that seem very real, potentially. Like I know people believe that like you can see someone in a dream and then meet them the next day and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I think like both ideas that like this was all just a dream, but she like kind of knew all these people like I guess I don't know maybe Ewan is the only person that she didn't already know but I don't know like it it seems like hard to think about like all of this stuff in your mind but I also don't know if I actually if the multiverse is real I want to travel to the other universes so (laughs) don't don't be if you learn anything from any of the 
Actually, I don't remember the Marvel movie, but I'm pretty sure it's bad to travel to multi. multi no, I know you mess stuff up, but unless someone really does it, I I can't be convinced that it's real. But yeah, no, I I definitely think because there were different people, like I don't know. I guess this could be true. Like if you know your mind is like the vehicle in, in which you travel through the multiverse or something like it could be a combination of those things but I could more so buy the fact that like it was kind of like all a complicated dream or like something we don't understand kind of thing I feel like see I've never really ruminated on these questions before but like I feel like the parallel universe thing do I want it to exist I don't (laughs) Honestly, I wait, yeah. isn't that science showing it exists? I definitely don't want to visit it. But no, I, I don't want to see what my life is. I, I feel I like I'd be bad. crazy for wanting to visit. It. I feel like I I would just be like, oh my god, like what what is going on here? I but I also like think also wouldn't be like even if it exists, like I don't think it would also be possible to do that. Which is why I think it. I don't know personally I think it's like one of those things that it would be so hard to prove because like I don't think that would be possible but yeah yeah I think I think the parallel universe I I think it like the book was firm I want to believe that the book was firmly in like the fantasy magical realism thing like I don't think it was a subconscious or like one of those things I was also thinking of wish you were here with the whole like um the main protagonist went to the Galapagos but like wasn't actually in the Galapagos. I think that one was like wow, massive spoiler. <laughs> no, he's trying to avoid the spoiler. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, apologies to our audience. Put in the spoiler. <laughs> spoiler uh, for "Wish You Were Here." Go listen to that episode. I forgot which one it was, but um, yeah, I think I I was saw I I was getting a sense of like similarity there as well. But I think, I think this one was just, I want to say it was like very much in the fantasy magical realism thing. Like, I don't think it was necessarily in her mind, but I do think the thing with Hugo, I actually wanted to talk about Hugo. I was surprised I remembered that name because I didn't write it down. And I was like, is it Hugo? But then I was like, eh, I don't know. Then definitely wasn't Rory. <laughs> Listen, I knew it was four letters and that's what you get. <laughs> I love how you remember that it was four letters, but not like the first, like people would think like, oh, I remember like the first letter of the name or like, I don't know, like the last syllable or that it ended with an O or something. And you're like, I remember that there were four letters, (laughs) the name does. But okay, I thought, see, listen, as a hopeless romantic myself, um, I was like, is there a romance in this book? Because then that'll make this book much more interesting. Because I want to see this parallel universe romance happen (laughs) where she ends up with the same guy in different universes or like the same guy shows up in different universes and maybe their paths cross in different ways. And I was like, oh, my God, wait, if that's what the plot is, I'll be interested. So I was like, is Hugo like significant because they keep introducing him or they keep referring to him. But then um I was like is he like this love interest that's gonna like span time or span parallel universes or whatever but they kind of make him weird and like they make him like a little awkward and then they like make them have sex and then 
they never they turns out they don't like each other and then it was just like dead like the romance was gone and it was and then his significance disappeared and then I was just kind of like then what would like I understand his purpose was to tell her that there are other people like this and like she can like try out a bunch of different lives but then I was like but did you need like couldn't you couldn't Mrs. Elm do the same thing like why did they like what was his real purpose it was he was just kind of useless he was just there and then he wasn't there and then he didn't even get a proper ending yeah no I definitely feel like like I I don't mind his introduction because I literally was like struggling to get through this book and then I saw this guy and I was like "Ooh, okay so I feel like that's how I got through the rest of the book but so I'm I'm glad that he was there at least but I definitely think that like I don't know like I was like okay maybe it's a little predictable that they would like end up together but like I would prefer that predictability than like I don't know what we got because I feel like that could have been much more interesting but yeah I feel like also you know he was just kind of brought in for like pretty much no reason because it's not like he had some other significance in her life and it wasn't like a problem that she like worked through or anything like that so it was kind of there yeah when I first saw him I thought the same thing I was like oh there's a romance they're gonna travel through the different universes together it's gonna be so cute and I knew it was doing when she was like that kid sucked I was like okay so that's no longer a thing anymore (laughs) so sad I know it was so tragic yeah what could have been could have made the story much more interesting I wrote down speaking of making the story much more interesting I wrote down like two alternatives for things that I would like out of this book do you want to hear them Oh, uh, yeah, we can hear. <laughs> you sound so enthused. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our classic segment of rewriting the book. <laughs> okay, I have two versions, though. I have two, I have two, two alternative storylines. So one alternative was to actually get rid of the whole suicide plot line, because I feel like because it was so oversimplified, they could have just, like the author could have just not gone down this road and instead changed it. So I was like, okay, we can keep this idea of having lots of regrets, but then like the, like, what if like the person gets into an accident, right? What if Nora accidentally got, like got into an accident or something and then was in this like between life and death state and then, you know, wasn't able to completely die because she had a lot of regrets and then the book of life book of regrets happen or whatever and then you could have just gone through that whole thing and the sound I feel like there's a book that already exists like this (laughs) or like at least a movie that already exists about this or something like that but that I feel like would have been better because it's dealing with like regret rather than introducing this whole like depression and suicide plot line because depression is a disease and we can't just treat it as a thing that's like, well, if you just realize you don't need to, you know, meet other people's expectations, you can stop being depressed and suicidal. I'm like, no, that's not how that works. So like, I feel like if you dealt more with the regret side rather than the actual mental illness side, it would have been different. At least it wouldn't be so oversimplified in a way that seems like you're trivializing an actual mental illness, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. 
I'd say that's a solid change. All right, I'll write it. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> Second plot line. This is a little bit more fun, right? It's more interesting. But what if you had a instead? Of, so instead of like her book of regrets could have been a book of exes, and then she could try out a life with different a different ex and see how the life pans out. Wow, that's actually a really cool idea. <laughs> I'm just gonna go write this now. Yeah, I feel like that would definitely be like a very different like message and purpose because I'm just like, why would you want to, why would you consider <laughs> being with your ex? But I, I guess it is like, you know, presumably like, you know, you like went through this whole breakup where you were like unsure or maybe you got dumped, like whatever. Yeah, that could be cool. Well, I was thinking... Sorry, I was thinking um, the main thing would be like, she was like, maybe she's a person who's like, you know, single or whatever. And she's like, oh my God, I like all those people, like, you know, I left them behind or whatever, blah, 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 like buying books of exes or whatever. But then I was like, maybe at the end, she learns that the real love is love for herself. No. <laughs> wow, be more cheesy. Oh my God. You know, but I was thinking, okay, I feel like, this feels familiar as a concept but what if instead it's like like the whole exes thing makes sense in like more of the context of how this book went but what if it was like a dating app virtual reality where you not like that even sounds different than what it would be but like you're like wow all these cute men that I like pass randomly like kind of like her story with Ash where it was like oh this guy I didn't like talk to at the coffee shop it's like you take all those guys and then you learn about why even though you're initially attracted to them they're not the one for you and then it ends up being like you know some guy who you wrote off yeah I like that I like that one I like the one where where it's like Oh, like, remember that guy who held a door open for you? <laughs> Why does that get you every time? Or the guy who, who you saw <laughs> pick up something <laughs> from? <laughs> yeah, you know, that guy. Yeah. And then it's... You, then it's... <laughs> you gotta get more than that. No, I just didn't want to throw Harshity under the bus. <laughs> so you just did <laughs> by saying her name <laughs> saying it was my... so vague it was so vague <laughs> so it's, okay. it's okay no one knows exactly it was vague enough yeah but I was just saying like you know just like those those people and then are you so you're telling me that you would in this book of <laughs> book of possibilities <laughs> wow <laughs> I like that okay the book of possibilities <laughs> so and then proud of yourself guys what if we just co-write this book <laughs> we could i've been pitching this to you we should write a book together but no one wants to write a book with me i don't understand I, i'll write a book with you sarah can design the cover <laughs> you can give crazy. wow you don't want any of my writing input no <laughs> you're like i don't know anything about writing so like okay sarah. <laughs> no, no, no. we want your input we all we each write a chapter 
Wait, I don't want to write. I don't want to write. Yeah, that's why you weren't part of the book idea. <laughs> no, no, but you can be involved in the development of the story. You know, you don't have to write it. You just do the easy part. As, I don't know. It's hard to end the book. Like, that's what I always struggle with. Yeah. I think and like how would we end it though like we, we, I don't want to like as much as I joked about the whole love yourself I, I do think that's cheesy that's super Ooh, what I said like it had yeah. like I feel like the like good message would be oh it's like some guy that like you initially wrote off because I think the point would be oh. like go off of I mean the things we were talking about were not like physical attraction but like you know it, it's not it's, it can't be the superficial stuff it's got to be like the person you actually connect with, which might not be, might be the person you like, don't look twice at. Mm. So it could be, you know, like not necessarily the guy who opens the door, but <laughs> the guy behind the guy who opens the door. What? You, you didn't see him. You didn't see him because you were too blinded by the guy who held yeah, the door. You, he, would he be in the book of possibilities then? He has to be in the, I don't know. We'll work on it. We'll work. No, but like you would see, like you, he would be there in the situation because like the book of possibilities, you're like, oh, this is the guy, right? But then you would go to the- Yeah, but if, if it's the guy who, behind the guy who opened the door, you know how many possibilities are in that book? Well, no, you, he, that guy is not part of the book of possibilities. Only the guy who opened the door is in the book of possibilities. But then somehow you can still end up, you can still choose the guy that's like, yeah. Guy. I think this might need a little bit more work. Okay, listen, it was the idea was made up 10 minutes ago. <laughs> You're right. Okay. You know what? I'm, I'm excited for this other book. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to read it. You know what? Maybe we'll be on. Goodreads choice 2030. <laughs> you know what? Publishing process might take a while. Also, for us to get publicity. Yeah. You're right. That's it's true. Process. Uh, yeah. It, we have to develop our fan base. Yeah. It's okay. We got our listeners. <laughs> All right. Those were, the, those were the main things that I had on my list of qualms that I needed to really discuss um do you guys have anything on your list of qualms um no no qualms <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like she was about to cry <laughs> sneeze <laughs> i know <laughs> i yeah, my eyes are like watering i don't know why okay <laughs> all right um you need to are you all right <laughs> no this life is too hard i'm too stressed Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the book again. I was like, yeah, I mean, that's what Nora thought in the beginning of the book, you know? Yeah, I guess so. But no, no more qualms. That's good. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Thanks. Parshin, any qualms? Any things that you need uh, to discuss? I feel like I've aired them all out. I feel like I haven't said much good about this book, so all my talking has been qualm-ish, quasi-qualms, but... Yeah, I think I got it all out there. Anything positive? Do we have anything positive to say? I feel like I should, considering I rated it four stars. I know. I feel like, you know, the way that you guys talked about this book, I was like, sure. <laughs> but... Okay, I think 
I I think it is the concept is good though. Like overall, it's interesting and not that dry. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why I read it. I I thought it was like I feel like I read this book faster than a lot of books on this podcast. So maybe that's just why I rated it so high. It's just like I don't know. Just the self help part really made it lame. Yeah, I think it was just—it's a very accessible read. Like it's very easy to read. You can just read it really fast or listen to it really fast. However, you consume books. What was? I have one question. What was your guys's favorite life that she lived? Um, honestly, none of us. You don't remember? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is a hard question, but I did think like her daughter was cute. Like I, I feel like I relate to the whole like. know it's like you have a special relationship with your kid and all so that's like cute to see it's cute to see her like like yeah I guess he's the kind of the one for her type vibe so it's like the successful relationship but yeah yeah I mean I yeah I don't know if that I like that one the best just because it was the best out of all of them but I mean it was cute and wholesome but the fact that she felt like an imposter kind of ruined the life. I feel like all her qualms of the lives kind of ruined the lives. Like, so they all, I don't know. I mean, the Olympic one was kind of cool, but I could see how if you didn't go through all that she went through, that you would feel like an imposter. I don't know. I get that. I think, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they're cool, but she ruined all the lives for me, so... Yeah, I feel like I was getting like secondhand stress of her trying to understand the situation that she's in because she doesn't have any context. (laughs) And then I was like, this is so like, why would she like this life if she doesn't even know the context around the life? Like, yeah, she's like constantly like guessing, trying to answer answer questions, like struggling. It's like, it's like you didn't study for a test or something. I know and she was too chill about it for me like you're about to give this speech and you don't really care like there's so many people and you're like I would be like the whole morning like cancel all my meetings I gotta prepare for this talk and she was like "Eh, I'll just wing it and I was like and then it gave me anxiety for the person like the original person in that place like her original self I was like you just bombed that speech you just ruined like her everyone's image of her and then you're just gonna leave the life I I like I'm anxious for that person I know I was like that I was it was so stressful like I was like what she's not prepared the speech thing was the worst I feel like because it was like she just like went up there and winged it and then she got pissed off at her brother for being like you're ruining it and I was just like okay but like realistically like this man's career does depend on you and your career depends on you and you are screwing both of you <laughs> okay my favorite life though was the one with the polar bear um was she in the arctic or something or like i don't know what it was that that one was also stressful because she was like supposed to be like a scholar in this area and she was like i don't know anything about this and i was like (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah i just i felt like it was like i think those those things were really repetitive though because it was the same shit every single time where she like didn't know what she was doing and then like spent like I don't know a chapter figuring out what she was doing in that life and then you were just like okay I get it we get it and then it just kept going and I was like yeah 
interesting any other thoughts no all right cool 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 so what are we reading next week we are reading if i can find the book <laughs> we we are asked someone else and i was like wait is it you Disney, right yeah okay <laughs> what are we reading next week okay so next week we are reading a book called all good people here by ashley flowers um I don't know anything about this book other than it was recently published and it has a relatively high rating on Goodreads. However, the author is, I think, I don't I don't know if the author is a debut author. I don't think the author is a debut. It's not a, oh, it is a debut novel. Sorry, my bad. It's a debut novel and it has an insanely high rating. Um, I know it's a mystery thriller. <laughs> Woohoo! <All> right. <laughs> It's a mystery thriller, um, but I think there's like um, basically a crime happens and then 20 years later, a similar crime happens. And that's all I'm going to say. But it has gotten a lot of good reviews and it's a debut, like it's a debut novel. So it's like, okay, so this author seems good then if it's, you know. Could be us if we wrote that story. It could have been. Could be. What oh. do you mean could have been? Could be. You're right. Will <laughs> be. <laughs> You're right. Will be. <laughs> will be. Nice. Nice. Yes. All right. Okay, cool. So yeah, All Good People Here by Ashley Flowers. Next week, stay tuned for it if you're interested to see Sarah give this book five stars. <laughs> as long as it keeps the thriller part to a minimum. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if it will. I don't know, but listen, it got some good reviews, so we have to give this new author a chance. All right, gotta, right. gotta give her a chance. Um, cool. So that's it for us. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.